Hey everybody, my name is Pastor Dave at OasisChurchNJ.com and when we're not under lockdown, which is driving me absolutely wacko, uh, we meet in New Brunswick, Union, and Clark. And you know what's funny? Every week, some of you guys complain, you, you're, you're like kind of disappointed about the video, the quality of the video, or where we shoot it. Three weeks ago, we shot it outside, and it was too noisy with the birds, and I hear the cars going by this week as well. Uh, a week after that, there it is right there, the birds chirping. <laughs> anyway, a week after that, I was in my dining room, and the lighting just wasn't right. Last week, I was in my living room in front of the fireplace, and someone said, you know, it was a little too foggy. So here I am outside again. And if you guys are a little discontent with this video, that's a good thing. Because, uh, will you shut up? That's a good thing. Because today we're actually going to be talking about how to deal with discontent. In other words, how to be content in our lives. And I thought that song that Dorothy did was so apropos, that Over the Rainbow song. Because really, when you think about it, she was actually looking for something else. She wasn't happy in her present state. She wasn't content on that farm in Kansas. She wanted something else over that rainbow that she thought if she only got that thing, whatever it was, that she would be happy, that she would be fulfilled, that her life would just be perfect. You know, I just love that song. I'm gonna sing a little bit for you. Can I sing a little bit of that song for you? To take away the car noise in the background and those birds? I hope they don't, you know, do their business on me. <laughs> anyway, let's do it. Somewhere over the rainbow, bluebirds fly. Birds fly over the rainbow. Why, oh, why can't I? I know that's beautiful and you want more, but you're just going to have to be happy with that, okay? So today we're going to be talking about how to get more contentment in our lives. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 27:20, I believe it is, that hell and destruction are never satisfied, and neither is a man's heart. We're always wanting more, 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 whatever it is, more food, more money, more love, more this, more that. We're never satisfied. Now, we're going to be in chapter 4 of the Philippians. We're only going to be in four verses, verses 10 to verses 13. And here's a really amazing thing. We have this dude, St. Paul. He's in prison, he's chained with one guard on one side, a Praetorian guard, the other guard on the other side, and he wrote a book to the church in Philippi about joy, about how to have more value in life, about how to have more peace in life, about how to have more purpose and contentment in life. And if anyone is qualified to talk about this, it would be Paul, because here he is chained, and this guy's just filled with joy. He's just filled with contentment. Nothing is bothering this guy. Back then there were no cars going by to bother him, but I mean nothing was bothering this guy. So he wanted to share certain things to the church and by extension to us about how to have more contentment in our lives. What's the biblical definition of contentment? The best thing I could come up with is blissful satisfaction with life. A state of blissfulness and satisfaction. The opposite of contentment would be disappointment. And it's funny, you know, I could almost guarantee you that many of us, we thought, gee, if I could only have four or five weeks off working from home, man, I would be so content. I would be so happy. I would be like in heaven almost if I could work from home. Now, I know I'm getting a number of letters from you and a number of emails and texts from some of us saying, 
This is driving me crazy. I want to go back to work. I'm not getting along with the family. It's driving me nuts. i got to get out of here. Well, I have good news. Next week, we're actually going to be talking about how to deal with contention in the lockdown. This week, we're talking about how to have more contentment in the lockdown. But I just think it's funny with human nature and with myself included, we strive for certain things. We think in our minds, like I said in the beginning of the message, if we only could grab those things, if we could only attain that position at work or have this amount of money or fame or fortune or, or you fill in the blank, whatever it is. And then once you get that, eh, it's good for a while, but then you realize, eh, I'm still missing something. I'm still feeling a little empty inside. It's like you don't get no satisfaction, right? It's like, well, there's another song for you. The Rolling Stones, the greatest theologians in the 20th century. What did they say? They said what? I can't get no satisfaction. Come on, y'all. I can't get no satisfaction, but I try and I try. Come on, man. And I try and I try. I can't get no you know, <laughs> I actually have neighbors all around and they're peeking through the fence right here over on this side here. You can't see it, but they think I'm crazy, but uh, I am crazy. It's okay. I'm going nuts in the lockdown, so they'll have to deal with it, but I'm entertaining them in the short term, so it's good. But anyway, here we are, the Rolling Stones really had it, didn't they? They said no matter where they went, they couldn't get no satisfaction. Poor grammar, but we get the point. That wherever we are in life, whatever we strive for in life, it just doesn't, even if we attain that, it just doesn't quite cut it for us. And this is the exact topic that Paul is talking about. So in this first verse, we see Paul sharing two contentment tips with his readers. And he says this, he says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord. I rejoice greatly in the Lord because at last, finally, you guys have taken some concern for me. You haven't left me behind. And he says, you know, I know you probably wanted to, but you didn't have an opportunity. Now, our first contentment tip is this. We see here that Paul has a thankful heart. You know, you cannot, you cannot be discontent. You cannot be disappointed and praise God at the same time. You cannot be disappointed and discontent and be thankful to God at the same time. Unlike me, here I am stuck in this house and I'm losing weight here because I'm eating the same junky food every day. It's peanut butter sandwiches three weeks in a row and I'm tired of it. I need a Walmart run or, or a Target run or a ShopRite run, but none of that's coming soon. So I'm stuck eating this stuff and what am I doing? I'm complaining. It reminds me a little bit of the Israelites in, in the desert, right? They had manna. God fed them. They, they had nothing, but God fed them. So instead of being grateful, instead of rejoicing, what were they doing? They were yapping and whining and complaining and convection. And that's the sure way not to have contentment in your life. Where in your life right now do you need to be more thankful to God in this crisis? It could be anywhere. Where is it in your life right now where you're feeling, man, you know, uh, I really should rejoice in the Lord better because, you know, there's something about rejoicing that unlocks the power of God, isn't it? The second contentment tip that I see in this one verse is, you know, if I was Paul, I could have complained a little more 
about these people. I mean, he started this church in Philippi 10 years ago. He was the church planner there. He poured his blood, sweat, and tears into these people. He loved these people. And it seemed like they forgot him for a while. He was going hungry in a prison, okay? Now, I researched this. When you're in a Roman prison, you don't necessarily get fed too well. And you have to uh, really depend on food from outsiders. And that's what he was saying there. He was waiting on them going, you know, did you forget about me? I know you didn't. So what he was doing there, instead of like thinking the worst of them, he was thinking the best of them. Instead of uh, holding grudges against them, he was loving them. Instead of thinking the worst of them, he actually turned that around and thought the best of them. And it's so easy. Once we go down that rabbit hole, once we start thinking about other people and resenting other people, then we lose our contentment, don't we? Where was that gift anyway? You know, it was Pastor Appreciation Day the other week and uh, you didn't give me a gift. You didn't give me a phone call. What's going on around here? And that resentment can build in and then we could lose our contentment that way. Many of us, because of lack of forgiveness, and I know this from working in, in family court, many people go through life unforgiving and bitter against other people. What does that do to you when you, when you can't forgive? What does that do for you when you hold on to a grudge? When you hold on to resentment? What it is is you internalize that and then the contentment that you were looking for is shot. You're not going to have that because you're not forgiving other people. You know the greatest healing bomb in life is, is forgiveness, forgiving someone for, uh, for something they did or maybe they didn't even mean to do it but it, you're perceiving them as having done this to you. And that in and of itself can steal you of content. Do you know the greatest healing bomb in life is just opening up your heart and forgiving someone. It's opening up your heart and not keeping a grudge with it, but thinking the best of other people. So our first two contentment tips we see here are number one, to be thankful before the Lord for whatever it is that he's given us. Number two, to think the best of others, to, to, to bless them in that way and not to hold it in, not to be resentful or hold grudges. Let's go on to our third tip found in verse 11. We see Paul says to the Philippians, he says, guys, not that I have any need for anything, you know, not to be mean, but he says, I have no need because I want you to know that I have learned, underline learn, I have learned to be content in any circumstances that I go through in life. And that's amazing. So what we're seeing here is that our contentment isn't something natural. It's okay. If you're not content today, you can learn contentment tomorrow. And I believe that the Lord is working even through this crisis, even with my own life, I believe he's working in us uh, contentment if we allow him. So what Paul is saying is, I'm already satisfied in Jesus. I already have contentment in Jesus. I don't need this, but thank you so much for thinking of me. It's such a wonderful gesture. Thank you, but I have everything I need in, in, in God right now. Thank you so much. And I was doing counseling once with this couple, and this one girl, she had a really good attitude. She says, you know, Johnny, I don't need you. I want you. I'm complete in and of myself. I'm good. I'm good in and of myself. But I, I thank God so much that he brought you into my life so that we could, we could celebrate life together. It's going to be so much fun. But I don't need you. But I thank God for you. I'm good. So Paul was actually talking from a position 
uh, immense freedom. Like he's been through a lot in life. He suffered a lot in life, but he got to the point where his faith was so strong that he said, Jesus, you're in charge. Jesus, no matter if I'm hungry, no matter if I've had so much to eat, no matter if I'm rich or I'm poor, I'm content in you. I'm finding my meaning in you. I'm finding my purpose in you. I'm finding my joy in you. It's not what I do that makes me have content. It's not who I am that makes me have content. It's not my career that makes me be content. It's not my girlfriend or boyfriend that completes me, but it's my my joy and my my yearning for you that makes me whole. It's my love for you. It's my relationship with you that makes me the person I am. And that's really a position of freedom. The two contentment tips I see here are one, we need to embrace the different seasons in our lives, the different things that God brings in our lives. It just so happens, life is just like that, right? We're gonna have times of joy and times of sadness. We're gonna have times of plenty and we're gonna have times of hunger. We're gonna have times of, of, of love and we're gonna have times of, of where we're not gonna be getting along with people. It's just the way it is. But through those times, through those seasons, we need to trust God that he's working in our hearts, that he's working in our lives for our good bringing if we if we submit to him if we're thankful for him if we rejoice in him he's going to bring into our hearts contentment and the second thing in line with this is when we're seeing others do well the very worst thing we could ever do i think one of the biggest joy stealers one of the biggest contentment stealers one of the things that bring more disappointment than anything is when we start comparing ourselves to other well well why does that person have that i want that like the little kid right i want that daddy like like look at peter and john uh, peter says well lord how about john what's going to happen to him how is he going to die and and the lord said hey don't worry about him i have him covered you just follow me you just keep your eyes on me i'm going to take care of you and that's how we need to have our relationship with the lord when we see others going through certain times and we're, we're jealous of one person and jealous of another person or comparing ourselves to that person, that steals our contentment, doesn't it? It steals our, our joy. And then we get all wrapped up in that and we lose our peace. So if we were honest with ourselves and each other, because of our striving nature, because we're always trying to get more over that rainbow, uh, it's hard to live like Paul lived. It's hard to have that experience that Paul had but even Paul himself, he struggled in those areas as well. And that's why in verse 13, he says, it's not by me, it's by Jesus. He says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So it's the strength of the Holy Spirit. It's the strength of God in our hearts that allows us to be content in our lives. There's nothing in us that will give us this contentment because the scriptures are clear that there's this hole in our hearts that only God can fill. Now this verse is one of the most popular and misrepresented verses in the whole Bible uh, because you just pluck it out of nowhere, out of context, and some versions actually say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But actually, the, the actual translation should be, I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. All what? I can live a life of contentment. I can live a life when I'm down and out, I can be content. When I'm living high in the hog, I can be content. When I'm under persecution, I can be content. When I'm in prison, I can be content. When I'm sick, 
I can be content. Why? Because Jesus, you're with me. Because Jesus, you're giving me strength. I can do it all because of you. It's only you through you for your glory. And that's what Paul's saying here. And that's the hope we have too. Through Christ, we can live a victorious life. Through Christ, no matter what, come hell or high water, we can have contentment. Now, it doesn't mean we should be happy in the sense of, well, I'm sick, so I'm, I'm so happy about that. No, it's not that, but that I can have contentment through that, knowing that, God, you're going to work your, your will through this. You're going to work your will for my good through this, and it's all for your glory, Lord. And now I just want to skip down to verse 19, and right before that, Paul says, Hey, guess what? I am amply supplied through my God. He gives me everything I need. In fact, my God shall supply all your needs through his glorious riches, which is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that what an amazing, what an amazing promise that is that our God, your God, my God, if you know Jesus today, you have a savior, like we said last week, you have an Abba Daddy that loves you, that wants a personal relationship with you, that wants to be there with you through thick and thin, wants to supply all you need, not all you want, all you need, according to his glorious riches that are in Christ Jesus. And I love that verse, and those two promises together are very powerful. And so our, our, our fifth contentment tip is this, we need to rest in the power and the grace of Jesus because like Paul found out through life like many of us are finding out is through Jesus and Jesus alone that comes our our peace that comes our our purpose that comes our our strength that comes our contentment it's not through what we get or attain in life it's through his Holy Spirit and his power and his presence that gives us this, this amazing joy, this unspeakable joy. The joy that in Philippians uh, chapter 4, verses 6, says that this joy and peace that passes all understanding. Do you want this joy and peace that passes all understanding? Then, then we need to, and you need to rest in the promises of God. Rest in what He says about you. You know, I really don't meet many people that have this, this joy and this contentment in their hearts no matter what, but Recently, before the lockdown, and I might have shared this with other people, but recently, before the lockdown, I was in Walmart, and I like to walk around in Walmart. I do my, my exercising, and I do my, my prayers in there. I just walk around. People might think I'm a little nuts or weird. I walk around probably like 20 times the whole store and just pray, and, and I came across this, this man, this elderly man, and he looked like he was in great need. Uh, he had tattered clothes and my heart just went out to him. You ever feel like that? You ever have your heart go out to someone that you see on the street, you just want to help them? Well, I just wanted to help this man. And, and I went up to him and I struck up a conversation with him. And I said, hi, how are you? And his name was actually Seymour. And I said, Seymour, how are you? Uh, my name's Dave and um, are you okay? Uh, do you need anything? Uh, you know, God just put it on my heart uh, to pay for whatever you want, I want you to know, Whatever you need in this store, I, I, I want to buy for you. My, I, my heart just goes out to you right now. And he looked at me, first off, like I was crazy. And then the second thing, he says, you know, son, he goes, I want to tell you something. Thank you so much for that. And uh, he actually got tears in his eyes, which made me get tears in my eyes. He said, but I want to tell you, I've learned a lot in my life. And, and he had to be at least, I don't know, 85 or something. And he says, I've been through a lot in my life. I had, I had my ups and I had my downs. I want to thank you 
for this. Are you sure you want to do this? And I said, yeah, I'm sure I want to do this. And he says, well, thank you for that, but I want you to know something. He says, I have everything, and he, and he pronounced it three times, everything, everything I need is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought to myself, is this guy an angel or what? That he would, and I thought to myself, are you kidding me? And here this man is, and how, there's no coincidence, right? It's a God incidence. Here he is, you know, encouraging me, encouraging my faith, and it's so in line with this contentment thing. So in closing, I want to go back to the Dorothy story because in the beginning of our message, we talked about Dorothy, that she wanted to go over the rainbow. She wanted to find that it because she didn't feel complete where she was in Kansas. Uh, she didn't feel like she was content there. So when she goes to Oslo, she realizes, well, that's not helping either. I don't feel content here. I don't feel complete here. And she realizes that there, there's no place like home. And she wanted to go back home because it's at home that she had all along. She had what she needed and what she wanted. And like someone told me, uh, contentment is not having what you want, but wanting what you have. Contentment is not having what you want, but wanting what you already have. And that's what Dorothy wanted. She wanted to go home. So she clicked her ruby slippers together and says, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. And then she woke up back at her home with her loved ones and she realized what contentment was all about. I want to tell you, um, you know, the only place you're going to find contentment is back home with the Lord Jesus Christ, back home with Abba Dad. He wants you to come home to find that contentment in Him. So I want to thank you so much for watching in today. If you have a prayer request, if you need more contentment in your life, if, if you want to know who Jesus really is, just text us, add me to 908-312-7600. We will get in touch with you. We'll spend time praying with you. We'll go over the scriptures together to clearly explain what it means to know Jesus, to clearly explain the promises of Jesus and how you can have rest and contentment in your life. Love you guys. Hope to see you soon. We're here for you. God bless. Farewell, guys. So that was today's service for you guys. We love you guys so much. We're praying that you guys stay safe and protected, that you guys are taking the most advantage out of your relationship with the Lord during these times. And we hope that today's service was simply a supplement to your current devotional and your prayer life and your time with God. So we love you guys. Hope to see you guys in a connect group. And if not, we'll see you guys next weekend.